Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. Proudly hosted by me, Chris Little. Without further ado, let's get started. And welcome to episode 43 of the Lifestyle Chase. I am joined by Ari McWatt and Aaron Norris. Did I get those names right? Yeah, nailed it. Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> I was worried about that. Like sometimes I butcher it, sometimes I get it good. How are you doing today? We'll start with you. All right. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Just finished a little 7 a.m. workout with Aaron and now we're here. Alright, Aaron, how about you? Feeling good. Excellent. Feeling uh, fired up. Big Raptors game tonight, so excited yeah. for that. So yeah, like I said, got our workout in, ready for a day. Was your workout, what did it consist of today? Because I know I've seen a few on social media. What did you do today for your workout? Today we did kind of a combination of what was actually programmed at the gym yesterday. Um, so we did some bench press to start. It was uh, four by eight. So it was pretty heavy at 70% of your one rep. So pretty heavy for bench for that many reps. <coughs> and then the second part we did, uh, what was it? 21, 15, nine was the rep scheme. And we did overhead squats at 95 pounds, burpees and calories on the air bike. So nice, nice. Little cardio, pretty leg heavy. Yeah, a little wobbly probably today. I'm walking around. We'll see how it feels, but totally. Yeah. <laughs> when do you find you get the most uh, doms? Like second day after, first day after? Second day after yeah. for sure. Yeah. Totally. And depends on the movement. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. For me, lunges are my they crush me every single time, no matter what. I am like the devil of a trainer. All my clients are having to do lunges like every second day. <laughs> Not quite, but they're doing a lot of lunges. It helps them with the stuff that they do. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So. I want to know, because we were kind of walking through the office here, and like it's such a sense of community. It's kind of neat because you're in the clinic, and then we're walking through upstairs, we're walking through CrossFit Armory, and then I know that you guys work closely with Jordan Jeske. Like, did you ever envision that from the start of your career till now that you would have such a community around your career? Yeah, I think it's super cool, actually. It's a good question. Like, I don't think that we ever envisioned that or envisioned it being exactly like this. Um, but definitely, as we kind of branched out on our own uh, four or five years ago, um, that was something that we wanted to promote. It's something that we really liked about being in kind of a health and wellness, health and fitness kind of industry, is that you can create that community and create uh, those relationships and make you know, your day-to-day be quite fun. You're seeing, the, you know, your buddies at work and you get to hang out with good people, like-minded people, motivated people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's been really cool. We've been super lucky that we've met so many cool people and had the opportunity to work so closely with, like, Jordan and the project and CrossFit Armory has been, you know, massive for us, uh, both for our community and for our, our business. It's awesome. So... Tell me kind of like the legacy story of, uh, of your career. Like, how, how did it all start up? I'm going to start with you. Uh, so, I guess it kind of starts back in, in school. Aaron and I met in physio school. Okay. Um, so, we became pretty good buddies from there. And, um, and we both, when we graduated, we separated and went to, we worked at different clinics. And uh, all of us were good buddies. And we started going to CrossFit Armory, which is kind of where our community kind of, uh, mentality really took off I guess uh, we would walk into the gym uh, for an afternoon evening workout and we often couldn't get you know past the entrance way without two or three people asking us about their knee or the shoulder or their hip and uh, and you know we liked it but it was also it was you know tough to come in and, and just get an hour and a half long workout and, and leave you know we would always have to give advice or do mini assessments here and there um, so when we first started, you know, talking about working with this sort of a community, we joked around, you know, maybe about setting up a table once a day or once a week, sorry, um, in the gym, and it kind of snowballed as the gym was looking to expand. We kind of made some good friends with uh, Jason and Aiden and the rest of the owners, and uh, yeah, it ended up kind of snowballing and took off, and we found a space that was conducive to both the gym and, and to build a clinic up front and uh, we thought we could make it work and like I say we had that huge community backing that really kind of just thrust us into it and uh, made us confident that we could make something out of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
what was the moment like, and I'll ask you this time, Aaron, what was the moment like when you actually found that you could make this work? Like, how did that feel? What doubts were in your head approaching that time? Take me through that process. I don't know if there really was one single moment. I think it's funny when you think back to how we actually started. Our clinic was designed literally in a Taylor Hall exercise book. We would write down ideas and things we thought about, you know, would this work? You know, what kind of clinic would we want if it ever happened? We didn't really have a set plan to open our own clinic. It just sort of like our said kind of fell in our lap sort of thing and then started to snowball from there. So once we had our ideas in place and we had a few different meetings, usually over a pint of beer to talk about what we, what we could potentially do, um, yeah, we just kind of decided just to go for it and just see what would happen. Like I said, we knew we had a community back in here and that was kind of like, a, not a fallback, but it was a good way to sort of initiate the process and get things rolling. And then we, we knew with that as a background, we could sort of grow and develop it from there. So I'd say it probably took us maybe a year before we were confident that we were we were really into it. You know, we would check in here and there, but then after a full year, we're like, wow, we've made it a full year. We're doing pretty well. Like, the lights are still on. We're doing good here. Yeah, so yeah, that kind of got us fired up, and then it just seems to grow every single year. So I don't really think there was one moment where we realized, like, you know, we were doing it or we made it. It was just sort of a slow growth over time, and we're still growing right now. So Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What was the moment, and we'll start with you, Aaron. Yeah. What was the moment when you decided, yep, hell yeah, I'm going to be a physiotherapist? Good question. So I always knew, Ari and I actually both came from similar backgrounds. Um, I am from Newfoundland and did my undergraduate degree in St. John's back home. And uh, yeah, I just always wanted to be in healthcare in some regard. Wasn't really into medical school, that sort of thing, and wanted to find the right sort of career for myself. So I actually moved out to Edmonton with some friends, took a year off after my undergraduate degree and did some job shadowing with some physios. And it was always something I was interested in and helping people. and having kind of a background in sports and athletics, I think that sort of just kind of tailored me towards the career. And once I did some job shadowing and did a lot of research and kind of got an idea of what, what the field was all about, that was kind of my moment, I guess, to be like, this is definitely what I want to do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what year did you, do you think you found, like, let's let's talk age. Mm-hmm. Did you figure it out when you were like 16, 17, 18, 19? No, I'd say it was, it was after that for sure. I mean, I was probably, you know, finished or just about finished my undergraduate degree before I really had a sense of, of what I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. um, I, I did a biology degree, so there's a lot of different ways I could have taken that. Totally. And, and that was sort of my decision at that point was, you know, what route do I want to go? What post-secondary or what second degree do I want to go for? And um, being in Edmonton at the time and applied to physio at the U of A, that was sort of the moment where I you know, got accepted here, stayed here, and then the rest is history. So Nice. Yeah. All right, Ari, your turn. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I had a lot of physio as a kid, I was always breaking my body in different sports and uh, back and forth to the physio clinic and my physio was pretty cool, she was, she was a young lady and she always made me do cool exercises and explained it well to, you know, to keep a 12 year old interested in stretching was no easy task, I don't imagine, so, yeah. uh, you know, as I got older I kind of gained a bit of an appreciation for that and I've got a, a family that's kind of got a background in healthcare. My dad's a veterinarian. My oldest sister, who I looked up to quite a bit, was a doctor. And, um, so yeah, I, w- I would say probably partway through my undergrad, I kind of decided uh, that that's kind of where I wanted to fit in. That, you know, I, I really like the, the active kind of workplace and the, a little bit more kind of personal um, one-on-one kind of, kind of a feel, whereas, you know, a doctor is more typically more check-in, check-out, and uh, physio is a little bit more kind of active in that whole process of rehabilitation. Um, yeah, so a bit through my graduate or through my undergrad, I, I decided that's kind of where I wanted to go, and I did my undergrad in Victoria, so on the opposite coast of Aaron. Um, and then I got to, most of my family's here in Edmonton, my, my brother and two sisters, and so I moved back and did my uh, master's degree here in Edmonton. And yeah, kind of the rest of history. It's, pretty fun field it's always changing and kind of got to stay on on your toes and uh, we're happy to be making a little bit of an impact here in our community totally yeah so let's think back to high school days what kind of a high school kid were you are you were you like a, a popular one were you a jock take me through the journey <laughs> yeah well, high school was pretty fun I had some real good buddies uh, I grew up in a small town in northern Alberta in Fairview 
and I would say, yeah, we were we, our crew was was pretty pretty laid back, kind of I guess on the popular side, you know, for a small town. Um, we worked hard and did relatively well in school, but also you know went to bush parties and. Uh, and played lots of sports. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. I play. I grew up playing uh, hockey and volleyball, and uh, made a lot of my friends through through sports and that sort of thing. And yeah, um, so that kind of curtailed. But as we got into later years in high school, those were also the people I was, you know, uh, partying with a little bit and going to bush parties and house parties when kids' parents weren't home and that sort of thing. It's neat, like. I kind of look at sports as a kid as being fitness as an adult. So you two are enabling people to have fitness as something long-term and sustainable in which they can get and be around their friends. And also do their parties, whether it be like a keg stand or a nice little soiree with wine and cheese. But, yeah. <laughs> but it makes it sustainable because it's just about being happy, being around the people that kind of fill your cup and bring you closer to joy. Totally. Um, so how about you? What was your high school experience like? Quite similar to ours, really, uh, in all honesty. Um, also played a lot of sports, uh, baseball, volleyball, basketball. I rode. Uh, that was kind of my main, my main thing. But I was involved in student council. I was pretty active in, in, in the community and school as well. And I always did really well, like I said. You know, I, I did well in, in, in high school. But um, I think the biggest thing for me is just that, like, friend group coming out of high school with like a lot of good friends and you know a lot of really good relationships and then just translating that over into um, future schooling and future career and yeah it's kind of what brought me here I guess. Totally. Yeah. Do you find that you've kept in touch with a lot of those people from the high school years? Not a lot. There's a few for sure um, but it's kind of transitioned to um, you know I have friends now all across the country. I have people in Vancouver and in Toronto and all over the place so it's nice to be able to just connect with them. And if I ever travel to a different city, I always have someone there that I can go hang out with. Or, totally. Yeah, so there's Newfoundlanders spread all over the country. That's true. <laughs> they, they just, <laughs> boom, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to visit in Canada? Ooh, that's a tough question. Fortunately, I've been to a lot of places. Um, gosh, Victoria comes to mind. So Victoria, when I went there, it scared me how much it was like St. John's. It creeped me out. I had a few moments like, am I in St. John's right now? This is weird. Just being like a coastal city. So really beautiful in Victoria. Gosh, Tofino was awesome. Spent some time in Montreal. I lived there for a couple months. That was amazing. Lots of cool cultural experiences there. Um, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, honestly. Even just a few, like the way you've listed off a few, it's kind of cool to to hear why and the reasoning. Yeah. Um, What's the longest trip you've ever done? Like traveling anywhere? Length of time? Yeah, duration. Ari would be better to ask that question. Um, longest one, probably Hawaii. I went to Hawaii for like three weeks. Nice. That was awesome. That was a few years ago. Did you stay in a condo or a hotel? We actually had a kind of like a condo shared with um, three other kind of couple sort of things. It was a big group of us basically. Ari was there as well uh, for uh, a buddy's wedding who went to physio school with us. Yeah. So that was awesome. We all got to kind of hang out, cook, party. Go to the pool all together as a group, and that was uh, that was awesome. Sweet, fun. Have you ever tried camping in Hawaii? No, I've heard amazing things, but I haven't yet. I've done two trips there camping, and like one of them, we were just on the dirt on the beach, and it's hands down the most memorable trip. It taught me the most about myself. Taught me a lot about being out of my comfort zone, which helped me a ton yeah. in getting into the training industry. You gotta have a pretty thick skin yeah. to hop into the yeah. personal training industry. Big time. But yeah, like travel is so helpful to personal development because you get somewhere that's like throwing you off your game and you're like, I don't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden you get good at kind of working with that. Yeah. All right, it's your turn. What is your favorite (laughs) place to go to in Canada? Uh, Yeah, good question. I was thinking about that. I love going home to Fairview. So I'm from a little small town in northern Alberta and I've got some real good buddies up there. My parents are still there. Um, and I really love going home. I love showing off my town, you know, whenever I get a chance to bring buddies or uh, my fiance now, you know, I was really excited to bring her up for the first time, that sort of thing. Um, I want to change my answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> His favorite spot is also Fairview. <laughs> yeah, so Fairview is really cool. You know, I got lots of good memories from growing up there. I grew up on a little, uh, little 
yeah, it's really fun to go up to. I'm a big fan of going up to Vancouver too. Um, yeah, I've got some good friends there that I've uh, both through some random connections and also through my schooling when I went to Victoria. A bunch of my friends have moved now to Vancouver, and Vancouver's just a beautiful city, and it's always usually half decent weather compared to our, our cold, cold winters. Nice. Yep. So your next question is going to be a little different. Yeah. Out of all the trips that you've gone on, because I have a feeling you're a bit of a, a travel fan, fanatic, yeah. um, which trip sets you the most out of your comfort zone and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's, there's parts of different trips, I guess, that have set me out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah, I guess my, my first big trip, I went with my brother to Australia, and that was just different because we didn't have a plan. We, I hadn't gone on a big trip before. I didn't know what to expect. I was backpacking. We were staying at hostels that were 5 $6 a night. And, um, but at the time, I was just rolling with it. I didn't feel... I, I was out of my comfort zone, but I didn't... You know, I quickly made friends with people there and got used to it. Um, there was a couple instances traveling through through Russia that got me a little bit, that was probably the most uncomfortable I've been in <laughs> traveling, just because it, it, I, I ended up, I went to the Olympics in 2014 and I had some flights that got canceled and a lot of things that, that kind of changed with my itinerary and I ended up traveling on this rickety old um, train through, through the countryside to catch a, a flight in this other town up the coast um, in uh, in Western Russia, and uh, to be honest, I I had no idea where I was really going. Nobody spoke English. I couldn't read the uh, the uh, the itinerary that they had drawn up for me. Somebody helped me kind of get myself situated on this train, but I didn't know when I was supposed to get off. I ended up having to change trains. Luckily, I was met somebody on the train that spoke a bit of English, and um, they woke me up actually when I was supposed to get off. I was like. Nice right through and ended up somewhere in the countryside in Russia. Uh, and yeah, I don't know why, I think it was just, it was the end of a long couple of weeks of, of kind of partying at the Olympics and uh, I was really out of my comfort zone then. But again, you know, like you said, you know, that's that's where you learn about yourself and that was a pretty cool experience. And when I, when I got to a hotel in Moscow and laid down for three hours to sleep before my next flight. I was just so relieved and I was just, it, that, was, that was one of the best feelings on the trip. Yeah. Right after one of, you know, kind of the, just uneasy. I wasn't necessarily scared. I was just uneasy and, and didn't know what I, you know, didn't know what to expect, didn't know where I was going. Totally. Yeah. Cool. And how has that applied to, let's say, your career, your life and business? What lessons have, has that taught you in the moves that you've made in progressing forward? Uh, yeah, it's that, I guess, like, <laughs> it's kind of interesting when we were talking about, you know, starting out the clinic and, and that moment, then you feel like you, we kind of are doing this, we're making it. Uh, kind of like Aaron said, you know, I'm not sure if there was really one moment, I'm thinking back to when we opened the clinic and I had quit my other job, it was a really good job. We ended up, our, our uh, construction was delayed here, so we ended up started treating in a small little corner in, like in the middle of a construction zone. I've seen maybe four or five people on a single bed with sawdust and jackhammers and stuff all around, and then a CrossFit gym, you know, dropping weights right next to us. Uh, and I never really felt uncomfortable. I was just like, yeah, this is part of the process, and in a couple of weeks we'll be in the clinic, and. I'll have a few more people and I never really felt really uncomfortable and I, I think you know part of it can be attributed to some of those uncomfortable experiences where you, you don't really know where you're going in the middle of Russia or you're you know you're flying across the world with your brother with really no idea where you're staying and you just kind of get used to it and you roll the dice and you end up you know making it through and yeah totally that's yeah. awesome yeah so Aaron we're going to talk about stress when you're in a stressful situation, how do you handle it? I tend to not get too stressed. We're both pretty laid back, pretty chill guys. Um, I would say, you know, get out, get moving, go for a workout, get some fresh air. Just like things that you would do on a day-to-day -day basis to keep yourself kind of leveled and straight. Um, play guitar, things like that. Just sort of things that take me outside of the, the workplace. I mean, not that work gets me overly stressed, I guess, but um, 
if things get hectic and you get a lot of things built up that you have to get done. Yeah, I just like to get out and move and sweat and yeah, just do totally. it. Yeah. So if we ran through your weekly routine, what are three things that like, if people are crossing off things that you do in the week and they're eliminating them, three things that you're not gonna let anybody eliminate? That I have to do myself, you mean? Yeah, you're doing them on your own, Yeah. but it has to happen, they're non-negotiables. Hmm. I don't know, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say I'm a huge organization guy, so that has to happen for me at home, at the clinic. If things are messed up you know, around, around the clinic, I have to organize things, get things done, sort of like set my week out. Um, if I don't do that, I feel scattered throughout the week, so it's always kind of a Monday morning thing to get things lined up, set my to-do list, line up my meetings and, and things for the week that I have to get accomplished. So. That's for sure one, if I, if I don't get that done, I'm feeling pretty scattered, um, and that eliminates stress pretty much. Um, outside of that, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have any other specific things, I suppose. Just, uh, that's my main one. Once I have that in order, I'm laughing. Then I can get everything else accomplished without really being overly overly stressed or worried about it. Totally. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Sweet. Yeah, pretty simple. <laughs> that is, and like, I like the stress thing, because like, you're saying things that so many other people say, but you're saying them just with ease. What do you think applied to you having that calm, like, approach towards handling stress? Um, I've always kind of been that way. I've never really been an overly stressful person. I'm sure Ari would say the same thing about himself. And that, honestly, is kind of something that, when we were first opening the clinic as well, that's something that we both knew would be a huge strength for both of us. We can kind of feed off each other knowing that we'd make it through and knowing that whatever was thrown at us, we'd handle it. We'd figure yeah. out a way to get through it, right? So I, I think it's just being able to cope with any situation that's thrown at you with confidence, knowing full well that at the end of the day, there's more important things and it's a little minor bleep in the radar and it's not something that you need to get overly worked up about. So I'd say that's more the approach that I take on a day-to-day -day basis in the clinic and in regular day-to-day -day life too. That's awesome. And then I like how you talked about organizational, like being organized. Where do you think you learned your skills on being organized? Did your parents? My parents for sure. Yeah. Nice. I grew up in a house where everything was had its place. Everything was perfectly clean and organized. And I can laugh at that because he's been at my place before and lived with my family for six weeks on a physio placement. And uh, there's no question that's that's where I got it. <laughs> So, if you were to describe your parents, three qualities for each, how would you describe them? Like, what, what qualities stand out the most? Hardworking, for sure. Both of my parents have been hardworking my entire life. I mean, we grew up, you know, we, we were not super well off by any means. We, we did really well, but they were very smart with, with money and hardworking. I guess that would be two, uh, two things. And just fun. Um, I grew up having fun every single day. There was always jokes, there was always laughter, it was always just a fun time, and um, still to this day it's that way. So I think those three things are, are characteristics that I've sort of learned from them, and I tend to put forth day to day. It's something I'm That's awesome. very proud of, yeah. So Ari, your non-negotiables, your things that people can't take away that make your week happen the way it does. Yeah, I think I, I put a pretty high priority on uh, on exercise uh, and getting that in, I know that if I if I neglect that, that I set myself up for for failure. So, not that it has to be, you know, not that I'm, you know, Superman in the gym by any means, but <clears throat> just getting out and getting a workout in, whether it's going to a CrossFit class usually, uh, or going for a run, or going to a different class, or hockey, or something like that. I gotta I gotta kind of prioritize exercise. Not every single day, but uh, you know, five, six days a week, I gotta do something, get myself out there. And then also, I, I think I prioritize some social time. Yeah. Um, every week, same, same sort of thing. You know, I don't, I don't think I set myself up um, for a good week if I don't get time to, you know, hang out with some buddies or, or have a night with my, date night with my fiance, even if it's just cooking supper together and watching TV. Um, you know, somewhere where you're relaxed, you're not, you know, thinking too much about the things that potentially stress you out. Kind of like Aaron, I don't get stressed, and I think that's kind of part of the reason why is because I put that priority on myself and make sure that, you know, I'm just doing things that keep me balanced and, and you know, not focusing too much on, on one particular thing that can kind of spiral you downwards. Awesome. Yeah. 
So you two have a pretty big team in the clinic. How many how many practitioners or professionals work work under the the banner of optimist <coughs> physiotherapy? We've got uh, four physios, including ourselves. So us two and Courtney and Marissa. Uh, we've got two really wicked um, massage therapists. Um, we've got an osteopath, Melissa. She's pretty awesome. We've got a dietitian, Jenny, who's also really awesome, um, and a sports med physician, uh, Dr. Felix Solomon. He's also super awesome. We've got, but that's one thing that I think we're probably most proud of is like just the team that has has formed and you know under the optimized banner all of our uh front end staff uh administrative staff are just awesome we all fit in really well together we you know the parties i look forward to most are our staff parties and i really like you know getting everyone out of the clinic and and having a good time and our our professional team is just incredible you know we're always bouncing ideas back and forth all of us are pretty enthusiastic and and Hardworking, and you know, it's, you you can tell the conversations that we have. You know, we're always looking for the the best outcomes for our, our community and for our patients and that sort of thing. So we're always bouncing ideas back and forth and, and chatting between professionals to try and make sure that not only are we on the same page, but we're we're challenging each other to try and make the best situation for for our pay, patients and that sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah. So when you're building your team, usually people put their team together with something in mind, like a certain personality trait or a certain like uh, mindset. Yeah. So what, what do you look for? And you're gonna alternate. One of you is gonna say a characteristic, then the other one, then the other one, then the other one. Okay. So with you. <laughs> so we've, we've always kind of said right from the get-go that whenever we're hiring somebody as a, as a professional, as a therapist, um, or as a front end staff, kind of our overarching, kind of when we when we debrief about an interview or something like that, at the end of the day, would you want to go for a beer with that person? That's one of our big traits. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I mean, essentially, you know, we're looking for that personality that kind of matches ours and and someone that you know is going to be is going to be fun and, and part of the team. Awesome. Yeah, I would say sense of humor is huge we like to keep everything light and funny in the clinic and obviously there's times when things need to be serious and professional and we we, we have a lot of that going on as well but um we want at the end of the day someone that's going to fit really nicely into our team above anything else like we obviously look for skill set and experience when we're trying to hire someone or bring on a new team member but the main thing we want is someone that's going to gel with our team so we, we want to continue to grow optimize and make our brand uh, bigger and better than it is right now and i think having that that you know, someone who's laid back, relaxed, that good sense of humor, that sort of gels with our style the best, and that's sort of how we've uh, how we've kind of grown from where we were. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I think balance is big for us too. You know, we, again, we when we introduce someone, we ask a lot about kind of what they like to do for fun, and you know, obviously we get through the are you going to be good at your job part, and then after that, you know, our, our decisions are usually based on. Uh, are you are you motivated? You know, are you into taking care of your own body because you know we're taking care of thousands of people's bodies down there. Uh, you know, to make that work, we want people that are going to be also looking after their own bodies and setting your example for people. So um, finding some sort of you know a, a balance where people are quite fit and and into into fitness and that sort of thing, so that we can set a good example for our people. So I like it. Good. Uh, probably another one would be just like hardworking. Like we've both been, um, all of our staff have, they're kind of juggling multiple things at one time and we sort of appreciate that, the ability to prioritize and, and balance things throughout their life. I mean, um, a couple of guys are going to try and get into med school or physio. Uh, one is finishing uh, her degree in massage therapy and also has two or three other jobs at the same time. So um, that sort of like hardworking grind mentality. Um, that's that's a huge huge thing for us with uh, hiring staff. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Those yeah. are good qualities. Yeah. So I want you to think to mentors that you've had in your life, and it can be to like personal times or professional times, but just people who have made a huge impact. Um, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. Um, think of like three mentors and what what stood out about them, and how has that impacted you in the changes or choices that you made in life. <laughs> Um, I would for sure say my parents. I mean, that's kind of a cliched answer, but um, like I mentioned before, that's 
kind of how I became who I am and I wouldn't be here without what they've done for me over the years. So that's a big part of it. And then other than that, like professionally, I would honestly say Ari. Um, we both met in physio school, but I don't think I don't think we would be where we are without what each of us brings to the table. I think for some reason just that gel worked really, really well. Um, and we continuously challenge each other and learn from each other and push each other to be better. So I think that's what you want to mentor, someone who's going to make you ultimately a better person professionally and as a as a person as well. So Totally. Yeah. That's like part of the reason why I interviewed you both at the same time. <laughs> well, I could interview one and then wait two months and interview the other. I was like, they're like the closest team that I know in all of Yank Fitness that aren't married to each other. Like, we basically yeah, we're right. yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool to see. Um, what kind of stood out about each other that made you think, yeah, yeah, I want to do business with this person because that's a big, that's a big commitment. Like once you start a brand and you're working together like that, like you're pretty well locked in. What was, what were the things that stood out that made you decide, yeah, this is, this is my business partner. Well, I guess it will take you back to when we first actually met for the first time (laughs) in physio school. We like to tell this story. It's pretty funny. So the first week of physio uh, in the master's program, one of the first things you have to do is surface anatomy. So you go through anatomy, so everyone's very comfortable with, you, with each other in physio. It's kind of how you have to be, so everyone tarps off. We're gonna be looking at AC joint, you know, insertions and origins of muscles and things like that. So Ari and I didn't really know each other at the time, and then we were kind of next to each other in the lab, so we take our shirts off, and some of the other guys around us are like six packs and shredded, and really shaved chest shaved chest <laughs> <laughs> and then we look at each other and we're like oh you kind of look like the way I do that's pretty cool uh, you want to be partners or so yeah so we became partners that day and we you know had some laughs and uh, that's kind of I guess what started it all and um, yeah uh, and then from there it just kind of grew and just the friendship we lived together for a year or two years which was which was awesome and uh, yeah we, we always I guess had the same mentality of how we like to treat and how we like to approach physiotherapy as a career. You know, we in we both worked for different clinics when we first graduated and you know, we always both separately had the policy of when possible curtains are open, patients are chatting amongst each other, we're talking about the game the night before, we're talking about, you know, anything that's going on in the community and it keeps that like friendly, funny, relaxed atmosphere in the clinic and we both had the same value in, in that. And, and that sort of stemmed the conversation for, you know, maybe one day we start our own clinic. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and, you know, we both had really good jobs at the time. We really enjoyed the first five years as a, as a therapist. That's kind of what led us to where we are today. But once that opportunity came, we both, it was kind of a no-brainer to be like, yeah, this, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be smooth. We're not going to have any problems. Uh, and yeah. And That's it, awesome. Yeah. And then you basically answered it for both of you. So, <laughs> Sorry. All right, your turn. It's going to be three, maybe four, whatever, how many mentors you have, why, and what? how has that impacted you, changed you, and all those things? Yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, again, I'm actually super similar to Like My parents were really good mentors for me. You know, they, they taught me a lot about working hard and... and, and uh, grinding a little bit and, and but also you know valuing some of that balance and stuff like that uh, and kind of like Aaron said like uh, we've had lots of good physios that we've worked with uh, I worked with a really cool ownership group um, in St. Albert before I came here and I learned a lot from them and they were you know they were all really you know uh, sad but excited to see me start my new adventure and, and uh, you know gave me well wishes and, and some advice on, on certain things and uh, you know which is interesting in a, in a community that you know is, is uh, competitive with each other that they were you know congratulating me on being their new competitor and giving me advice on how to make things run smoothly and stuff like that um, again there's you know there's a cool, cool community in, in Edmonton with uh, the active physio works crew uh, the pivotal Physiotherapy, there's a bunch of guys there that I know that the same thing, you know, were really, really great to, uh, mentors to get us started. Um, Propel or Kloof over at Propel is just awesome. She's always been kind of rooting for us from the sidelines. Every time we had a chat with her, I got a chance to, to talk to her about certain things. And then same thing, like Aaron said, you know, we look up to each other and, and I think it is part of the main reason why we work so well. You know, I, I look at Aaron and sometimes I, 
tend to kind of get tunnel vision and focused on, on work and I'll be here you know 12 hours a day spinning my tires and I look over at Aaron he's just very efficient he's very organized like you said and um, and that gives him a little bit more freedom of time and he's, he you know puts a big value on, on balance and making sure that he's doing stuff outside the clinic and I take a lot of that in and uh, and then as far as you know um, professionally I, we bounce ideas off of each other and we do have a very similar final approach and, and it's really good to have somebody that's so similar but kind of different and we, we have different kind of perspectives but we want the same angle and it's nice to have that uh, yeah I've learned a ton from working with him over the last five years but also from just knowing him for the last 10 or so years awesome yeah. so I imagine you've probably gone on trips together before yeah <laughs> what's the coolest memory from a, a trip that you've gone on at the same time I would say so uh, last year for sure probably we went uh, we had our quote unquote annual general meeting in yeah. Puerto Vallarta, Mexico <laughs> uh, it was the first time that both of us left the clinic at the same time and I think that was a huge moment where we could safely say the clinic's going to run we're going to have fully operational clinic for the week that we're away and we shut our phones off and went to Mexico uh, with our with our girls so um, just had an amazing week and we had moments of like, I wonder if the clinic's doing okay. Hopefully it's not on fire and hopefully it's <laughs> going well. But knowing that we had a really, really amazing team in place, we had full confidence to go and not even worry about a thing. We came back the next Monday and everything was good to go. So, you know, that, the aspect of just going on that trip was, was huge. That's going to be we had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but just like having faith in, in what you've created yeah. because first it starts off as it's your baby like you you don't want to leave it alone for a second and then you're putting that faith in other people and yeah. like they treat it as importantly as you do which is awesome so taking into account that you're going to be a role model for at least most of most of your team I imagine what's the most ground-shaking advice you've ever given to a member of your team we'll start with you Ari Something that just rocked their world and they're like, oh, I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I think one thing that I try and like kind of exude is that you're, you're working with people. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to do, to accomplish the same task. And when you're working with somebody, you know, when you first come out of school, it's kind of black and white. You see... You see a second degree ACL tear and this is how you treat it, this is your protocol. But your, your patient is always very different, you know, they've, they've got different things going on in their lives, they're, they have different goals and, and there's several ways to get a second degree ACL tear to being, you know, healed again um, and, and being very functional. So, you know, talking to people through these things, you know, well, they can't do this, they can't do that. Well, did you try maybe looking at it this way or do they, is that something that they want to do? Um, so kind of treating, I guess, from, from a professional point of view, good advice that I think I give to people and that I try and kind of uh, hone in on myself is, is that you're treating the person and every person is different despite the same injury. Uh, and so, you know, you really have to take that into account when you're going through a, an assessment and a treatment plan and you want to make sure that you're tailoring it uh, to them specifically and, and you get the best outcomes and you, you, you kind of get out of your head. You, you know, it can, be, it can be frustrating at times when you want to do something with somebody and, and for whatever reason their healing is stalled and they're, they're not able to progress to that uh, point. But you step back and you say, okay, you know, where did they start? Where are they at now? And am I, I'm, I am probably doing a really good job with them. Um, I just kind of have to tailor it specifically to them. Totally. I like that. And that's even transferable for anybody working with people. Totally. Absolutely. It's a big time in the fitness industry, right? I'm sure Absolutely. you see that all the time. Yeah. Some people that want to get trained that are already a high-level athlete and they want to make a few tweaks. Or some people that are trying to lose 100 pounds. And it's the same sort of idea when somebody's got an injury. You know, their goals are very different and the treatment should reflect their goals, I guess. Totally. Yeah. What about you? Ground-shaking advice. <laughs> uh, I would kind of build off what Ari said, but a slightly different twist, I guess. So I guess this would apply mainly to physiotherapists, but also massage therapists, chiros, whoever, anyone in like the rehab or fitness community. I always stress to people, 
when you get into these programs, so we get into the master's program at the UA, you're in a group of 70 to 80 super competitive people for two years straight. You finish your degree and there's just like somehow this weird thing where everyone's very competitive to complete as much extra training and as much extra courses as they possibly can, which in one sense is really good because it drives you to do more and learn more. However, I think a lot of times as a new grad coming out to work in the clinic, it's almost a, a detrimental thing for them because they get this focus on just learning, 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 and they don't take the time to establish their personal skills and their relationship building with clients and with patients. And I think that probably is more valuable to us now than any course we've ever taken. Like the courses are awesome and we all have different skill sets with you know needling and spinal manipulation and whatever, but the ability to connect with a patient immediately goes a lot further than any course you can ever take. So I usually encourage, especially new grads and younger people, like don't rush it, like take your time, develop and hone in your skills that you have and focus on your, your relationship building and, and establishing that rapport with clients. I think that goes further than any course you can ever take. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about uh, ladies. Ladies in life, <laughs> you've alluded to your fiance a bit. How did you two meet? Uh, we actually got set up on a blind date. Nice. Yeah, one of my buddies in the gym was dating a girl and her roommate was single and set me up on a blind date and I'm sure I was pleasantly awkward and it uh, snowballed. She goes. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what she was into apparently. So, yeah. And like what kind of stood out about her? Like we've talked about business partners, now we're talking about the romance side. Like yeah. what qualities really resonate with you? Yeah, she's a, she's a really cool girl. She's very laid back, easygoing, uh, adventurous. She loves traveling. Uh, she's a great athlete. She played soccer all through university and professional soccer over in Italy. She's got a little bit of that exotic uh, tinge to her. her. Her family's back in Italy still. And, Score. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. We just we got along really well. We, we can talk about a lot of stuff. There's a big comfort factor there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and then over the years, you know, when we started getting a bit more serious and since we've moved in together and stuff, uh, I just love the way that she's supported me when I, you know, end up having a 12-hour day and, uh, you know, between the clinic and, and other things that I got going on and I come home and just want to veg out on the couch. She's welcomed me with open arms and usually has something cooked. She's a foods teacher, which is incredible. Oh, nice. She's an amazing cook. Yeah. Yeah. Loves to, <laughs> loves to throw parties. That works well. Yeah. Um, so was that the first time you'd ever been on a blind date? Uh, no, I'd been on a couple before. Yeah, and that was, well, easily, obviously, the most successful one. But, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely the most comfortable one. She's, she made it pretty easy. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. What about yourself? Um, I guess I have two ladies now because we're expecting a baby in July. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I met my wife, Carolyn, uh, at the gym, actually, so classic gym romance. Um, yeah, and we kind of hit it off right away, and at the time, Ari and I were actually living it together, so one of the jokes is that we were both dating her at the same time, so that became quite hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, so things were amazing, and she's a huge, huge help to me and to us um, as a business as well. She's an accountant, so a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff is, is helped quite a bit from her, so... We don't have to wear as many hats as we, as we typically do. Um, yeah, so she's amazing. We've been married for a few years and expecting a child in July, so we're, we're, we're soaked. What are your biggest fears about going into fatherhood? Ooh, that's, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have any specific fears. I think I have a, a f- general fear in a good way that's kind of driving me to get everything ready and prepped and be ready to go. And, and I touched on that earlier about like my work life. I have to have everything like ready and lined up and set up and organized. Um, so I would say that's kind of the biggest fear is just you know being ready, and, and I will be. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's yeah. like, can I organize this enough? Yeah. 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 yeah I can. Yeah, I got this. It's just a matter of time. The the time is uh, ticking away pretty quick. So a couple months to go. Time flies, and yeah. there's so many people just in sort of the fitness or extended fitness community. They're expecting kids right now, yeah. and for me, I see that's like that's super exciting. Because yeah. like for myself, I totally see myself being a dad one day. But obviously, I have to get a few other things taken care of yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, the other day, my mom made this joke. Well, I was telling her about that uh, the girl that did the uh, 
it's the awareness about global warming mm-hmm. and she's doing all those speeches and she was like if we do not make a change in uh, like the next two years there will be irreversible consequences and your grandchildren will not live the same life that you do and I was telling my mom I was like you know and my grandchildren will not live the life that I do and she was like how the hell are you gonna have grandchildren <laughs> oh mom Thanks, that's me <laughs> Moms have the best birds. Yeah, always. They know how to really cut you. Yeah, they they got them. They got them. So then that that's why I bring that up because I'm like, this this whole thing is kind of about the overarching pursuit of happiness and like people striving for their best life, looking for like what they want out of their career, things that they enjoy doing, and when you get different people with different backgrounds, different skills, and they're telling you their best advice and like what kind of makes them happiest there's always a takeaway, whether it's somebody that's like a high ranking professional or just like somebody that's just enjoying what they do for their job. Because happiness isn't necessarily rooted around our income or our money. It's just about how often we have a smile on our face and how genuine that is. We're gonna go to some rapid fire questions. Okay. And this is one that I, I've gotten a lot of critique about because people are like, well, why, why do you ask that one? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I just, I like that food. So, you first. Pizza or... What is it? What was it? Damn it. I'm going Donaires. Pizza, pizza or Donaires. There we go. <laughs> My gut says Donair pizza, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to go Donaires. Yeah. Nice. Love them. What's your reasoning? I guess there's lots of late nights on wet ass. <laughs> yeah, the big, the, big, the big rugby ball size donair. Yeah, crush a few of those and jumbo with cheese. I, I can't do them anymore, but yeah, jumbo. We'll yeah, 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 super jumbo with cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think your East Coast background has any correlation with your love for donairs? Probably. However, the donair is more of a Halifax, Nova Scotia thing. Oh, that's not great. so big in Newfoundland. Um, it would be more like fish and chips. Okay. Yeah. Fries, dressing gravy would be my go-to. See, I learned something new because I was, I was just like, is it sprinkled all over the East Coast? Or Mostly Halifax. Regions? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They had nice. a battle recently, the guy on White Ave, and there's a, the king of Donair in Halifax. Oh, yeah. They had some sort of social media like battle about yeah. the best Donair. Yeah. Who won? I'm sure they both won. Everybody's eating Donair is real happy. Well, as long as everyone had their drinks for a second. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> How about you? I'm pizza guy. Nice. What yeah. kind of pizza? Uh, pepperoni bacon. Yeah. If you were to order pizza from a place, where would it be from? Ooh, that's a good question. Because if I want wings, I'm going Golden Christmas for Pizza 73. Uh, if I want just pizza, I like the mom and pop shops. Like, I've got a place right by my house, uh, Stone and Wheel Pizza makes incredible pizza. Um, Royal Pizza, which is a little bit smaller, makes really good pizza. There's a, pizza, there's a little pub opening by my house called Mimi's. That's uh, got a big pizza oven. I, I think I'm gonna be spending some time there. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, next quick question: What's your favorite local business to support? When we're we're gonna talk about just under the food banner and just not pizza or donairs. We gotta broaden our horizons here. Favorite local business to support? I mean, I'd have to go with one of the the fitness community. Obviously, like we're huge supporters of CrossFit Armory, who got us helped get us to where we are for sure um and then like you mentioned earlier on like being the old neighbor you know over here jordan jessica the project um love supporting him and everything he does and i love the energy he brings every single day i mean he pops into the clinic literally a couple times a day and just you know sticks his head in and see what we're doing um i i love that i love the fitness community in general r and i always try and do what we call them fitness field trips oh yeah so we'll go once a month if we can we'll go to champs we'll go to yeah, cycle will go to some sort of different different spot. So I don't think I could really pick one. I think it's just cool to change it up and support any sort of local business in that community. Yeah, yeah. And like, I have to give you a shout out because I did my event last year, the Crystal Bowl Crushing event. You were both big supporters of that. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, it, you can see it. You can see when you guys are going out to the events. It takes a lot of guts to go to like a spin class just on a whim to go to a chance class, and it's always. The early morning ones that you guys are going to too, and it's tough, tough grind. Yeah, we get crushed. 
And I remember, I think it was the first time I saw you guys around was at one of the Egg Fitness events, and it was like the Titan Break thing. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you two were the only ones who gave me a run for my money on like males dressing up. And I was like, huh, these guys are pretty legit. <laughs> I was for like a week after that. Oh, those just. Bar class, yeah. Bars? Oh, you never talk shit about a bar. Cause they'll get you, yeah. and they sneak up on you with those pulses and oh, stuff. Oh, the pulses, the pulses it's are... kicks your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, what's your favorite local business or businesses to support? And you can't name any of the ones we have. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, well we are big into the, the fitness community. Um, oh boy, I was really going to backpack on that one. <laughs> no more. <laughs> uh, I like a lot of our local uh, food in Edmonton. Yeah, we've got an incredible food and like uh, and uh, craft beer scene and that sort of thing. Uh, one of our one of my really good friends, her brother owns Benstick Brewery, so we always want to support them. We've had uh, we do support them. <laughs> we can support them uh, quite a bit. So usually, actually, at our at our uh, staff parties that we have, we always try and find different local food and drink and we've been pretty much consistent with Ben Stick because it's kind of in the, almost in the family a little bit with Don Schwartz being a good friend of ours and it's her brother Scott that owns the brewery um, I mean I love that northern or that fried chicken is making a big comeback because uh, oh, yeah. I'm a big fried chicken guy so northern chicken soul fried chicken is pretty incredible uh, yeah and I love just trying out the new little places awesome yeah then we're going to segue on to travel Aaron, if you could travel anywhere in the world, and it could be for five months, where would you choose, and why? And you're considering that this is for five months, so you got to factor that into the decision, into your rationale. Um, I'm going the sentimental route, and I'm going to go back home. Um, nice. I left Newfoundland in 2007, and I love it in Alberta, and it's my home now. We have a clinic together, and we're having a baby here. But I'll always have those roots, and I, I just love Newfoundland so much, and a lot of people don't get the opportunity to see it. For me, like for five months, I could do so much there, see some old friends, do some hiking, do some camping, do some fishing, golfing. Like it's just such a, it, it's such a slow, laid back, relaxed pace every single day. Like my first day back, whenever I go back for a trip, we'll, I'll be driving and have this like inbred thing to like go fast, and then everybody else is just like the light turns green, and people are like. Alright, I guess we'll start going now. I mean, it's slowly, and it, everyone's at a slow, chill pace, and, and there's something that, that you know, that's amazing. And I wish more people had that attitude, and every time you go back, you instantly just get that feeling. And, and I think, yeah, for five months, no problem. Amazing. I'd have a great time. And that's a cool takeaway. Like, I think we kind of, we're so geared towards what's ahead of us that we're like, go, 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 and we forget what's around us. Like, every day is worthy of something you get this chance to wake up and see these people like i look forward to my podcast because i'm like these are quality people that i get to just hang out and shoot the shit with yeah and then i record it and then i have that that's like a memory yeah and other people can look at that and cool. it's it's neat and it's just that sort of mindset of like being in the present and in the now and enjoying what we have because we don't necessarily know what comes up tomorrow absolutely so it's your turn. Five months traveling somewhere and you're rational. Uh, I would want to be somewhere warm with me. I think probably Australia. Uh, somewhere on like in Melbourne or on the east coast of Australia. Uh, I, I love being outside. I love summertime in Edmonton. Uh, I would miss hockey a lot. So maybe I'd go from May to September. Kind of those five months. Some of you too much of the hockey season. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to be somewhere warm and similar to Aaron actually. I like like the laid back kind of just everyone's kind of working and doing their thing and and uh, but there's no hurry. You kind of when I travel to Australia, I love that. But, and I mean maybe it's because I was traveling with other travelers and you know hippies and gypsies kind of type people who are just you know there to drink and party and figure out where they're going tomorrow when it comes up kind of thing, but um, it's really cool culture there and, and seemed a little bit more laid back and a little less kind of rat race type, type atmosphere here. Totally. Like yeah. I've 
I've talked to a few people in my travels that came from Australia and just like there's certain things that really correlate with Canada and then there's certain things that are like, oh wow, like you guys really do take your partying seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you guys really are living your best life yeah. every day. Yeah. So if you had a list of 10 things to do in Australia, what would that list be? Uh, I would learn how to surf for sure. I love okay. to surf. Um, oh man, you gotta do 10 more things. Um, the one thing that you, was it you missed it or Tana missed it? Oh yeah, I would see kang- two kangaroos fighting. <laughs> yeah, when me and my brother were, were traveling, that was one of our biggest things. We're like, okay, if you see any kangaroos, like, we want to know if we can see kangaroos fighting. Like, that's kind of our big thing for seeing in Australia. And uh, we were traveling on a bus somewhere, and uh, I was sleeping, and I kind of woke up to lots of commotion on the bus, and I looked around, and everyone was kind of looking out the window, and I looked out, and couldn't really see anything, and I asked my brother, who was sitting there awake the entire time, like, what, what happened? He said, well, there's two kangaroos fighting. I was like, you don't wake me up? Like, are you kidding me? Uh, so I would see two kangaroos fighting. Yes, I would definitely want to do that. It's awesome. Uh, traveling around, traveling up and down uh, around the coast. and uh, Oh, I learned how to play Aussie Rules football. Yeah. Super into Aussie Rules football when I was, when I was there. And I actually lived with a guy from... Uh, from Australia, who's into it? And, yeah, I'd be a, a big, a big cats fan, and, and cheer for uh, the cats of the Aussie Rules Football League. Nice. Um, what else would I do? I would not eat their pizza or barbecue sauce. <laughs> Some about it, maybe it's just the ones that I had, but it's different from what we have here in Canada. I'd have to kind of, I'd have to go away from from my usual kind of. Pizza and barbecue sauce diet here. <laughs> Switch that up. Um, lots of ocean swimming. Uh, scuba diving, actually, I would love to do go scuba diving in Australia. We've gone scuba diving a few times, and uh, the reef in Australia, just from snorkeling it before, uh, is incredible. I can't imagine what else is under there. It's pretty cool. Um, I would definitely want to continue being a physiotherapist in Australia. They have kind of a, they're kind of setting the gold standard on manual therapy. So a lot of our our techniques that we use and that are taught in universities in Canada and, and courses in Canada are developed and, and created in Australia and New Zealand. It'd be really cool to work with some people over there and kind of get their perspective on how to treat injuries and uh, their perspective on rehabilitation and physiotherapy and that sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. And I would say, I don't know, I'm going to say I'm at nine, so yeah. my tenth one <laughs> yeah. is, uh, is do a regular, especially if it was like CrossFit or something, outdoors and, and incorporate uh, sunshine and beaches and stuff into a regular part of my workout regimen. I see lots of these gyms that are like, you know, they have like an open wall on them and there's the beach on one side and then the gym is under a little roof and super cool to have that transition. Like, you know, here we open up the big doors and we run out onto concrete, which is great. I love it when it's warm, uh, but to run out onto the beach and go for a swim in the water after workout would be wicked. That's awesome. And it's cool that you talk about like physiotherapy in Australia because, uh, well, my cousin, for example, she... She, I think she's got her doctorate beyond physiotherapy and so she moved to Australia and then speaks at events all around the world cool. and like, I would have never guessed that that's at the hub yeah. or a, at least a leading area for physiotherapy and then uh, one of my friends that I went to high school with for a few years he uh, did his kinesiology in Edmonton and then moved to Australia to do his physiotherapy so it's, it's cool like and it's neat to see how interconnected the world is. Yeah. Like I find more and more often, like everywhere you go, you're gonna at least find someone that's from the place you're from if you don't know them in person. Yeah, totally. So my next question, and this is the question I ask every one of my guests. We're gonna start with you, Aaron. If you could give one piece of advice to someone on how to live your life to the fullest, most authentically, what would that piece of advice be? I would say, you know, back to that sort of hard work thing. So, you know, your alarm goes off in the morning, wake up, crush it. When your day finishes at work, take your work head off and relax. And there's more to life than just work. You know, we obviously grind and work hard every day to be where we are, but 
we do it so that we can enjoy the rest of our life. I think that's the most important reason why we do what we do is, you know, we're not in it. Obviously, we're in it to make money. That's a big part of business. But we're in it to grow our brand and grow optimized. But we're doing it so that we can enjoy our lives outside of the clinic. And that's why I became a physiotherapist was to have that flexibility and have that time. So I think the biggest take home piece of advice is, you know, wake up, work, start the grind and, and really put your put your 100% effort into it. But when the day is done, relax, shut yeah. it down, wind it down and appreciate what life's all about and what really matters. That's awesome. You too. Yeah, I think surround yourself by wicked people. You know, I've got, I got an incredible kind of crew around me and uh, my good friends and near and far. And um, yeah, similar to Aaron, you, you know, the, the fun things in life, things that people think are, are fun and, and going on adventures and, and going to a patio and having beers and, and chilling out, it's all, it's all accentuated, it all feels better, it all, you get more out of it if you've worked hard, you know, besides, you know, trying to make money to do those things, I, I find I always feel better once I've accomplished a task and I've earned my, my relaxation time, my vacation time, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, keep it balanced, work hard, and, and you'll, not only will you, you know, make the money and, and means to get to that end, but you'll enjoy it more, it'll be worth more, you'll feel like you've earned it. Awesome. Great talk today. I'd like to thank you both for joining me, and uh, we'll just wrap it up. Thanks, Thanks so much so for much. having us. You're